Well, as I said, that is the premise of this show, is let's get out of the polarized thinking and actually get curious about people who we would be trained to dislike. But my actual question is not in the sense of um, the American people, but rather the political platforms. Um, You know, is it ever, I mean, (laughs) you know, whether, I mean, there's always been division, of course, sure. but there was a way for people to come together before, even across across the aisle um, in, in the House, that just doesn't seem to exist anymore. I know that McCain worked with uh, many um, Democrats. I know that even in the Reagan era, there was a cross, you know, they worked across mm-hmm. the aisle. Um, that rigidity to not, want to move across the aisle at all and that's what i'm asking you about because the reason i'm asking you is because as i said i grew up in the uk and there were two major parties but there were many more parties and when people just got fed up of the bullshit, they just went okay we're going to vote for one of the smaller ones because we will we cannot support that because when you uh, you know it's a friend of mine asked me a long time ago he said before the before the trump clinton um presidency and he said he goes, I'm not asking you to tell me who to vote for. He goes, but you're political and you're outside of the country. And I know right. you, he goes, can you give me some guidance? And I said, yeah, don't vote against. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, don't vote against, don't vote against Trump and don't vote against uh, Clinton. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, if you vote for, you have the right then to say, you're not meeting what you said you would do. But if you vote against, you don't, you have to shut up because you, you signed off on whatever you want to do is okay. And that's part of the problem is, is, is I've got to vote for, but with objectivity. Sure. So in, in a political platform, what I'm asking is, do you think, I mean, you've read this inside track that's unique. Do you think it's possible for politics to become more bipartisan rather than partisan? So my answer is going to be pretty much the same as I just told you about the American citizens. Uh, okay. You you do not ever hear the stories of the politicians that work across the aisle. Right now, <clears throat> um, Alexandra Casio Cortez, AOC, who everybody knows, is working on a bipartisan bill with Senator Ted Cruz, the most conservative Republican, and they are in a bipartisan way trying to get make sure that when lawmakers leave Congress, they cannot become lobbyists. Um, Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump just worked on a new budget deal and got it signed 30 days before the deadline. And it came up and it was probably a 30 minute story of the whole week when everything else has been about impeachment. Um, The president, the Republicans and the Democrats came together to reduce the sentencing or uh, for people that are in prison for nonviolent crimes, mostly, you know, drug crimes. Uh, to, to, to have lighter sentences and be, have their sentences commuted. Something that Kim Kardashian and Kanye worked with the president on as well. But the point is, is that that brought Republicans and Democrats together. And what I would tell you is for every, uh, look, 75% there's division, but there's a 25% of, of legislation that has absolute bipartisan um, uh, work behind it absolutely bipartisan. Our foreign policy is almost 80% bipartisan. So 
it does happen. It's not perfect. We are in a democracy here. Part of that is the exchange of ideas. And, and I love that. But the, but the point I'm trying to make is that the media will never report on these things. They'll never report on them. You know, it's really interesting you just said something. When I look at the numbers, based on what you just said, you know, you said that 75% of the people, as in Americans, don't give a crap. They're bipartisan. And 25% of the people in Congress or the House or wherever, you know, Senate, wherever me, are, are working across the aisle. So it's very interesting that a much smaller group are working across the aisle. Yeah. And the people are much more, you know, because I, I have lots of American friends. I mean, like you, I have friends who are Republican, who, who, are, who are liberal, who are independent. I mean, all kinds of things. I don't care. Yeah. I actually want to know. I'm interested because I want to understand why do you think that way? Because maybe I've got something to learn, right? My wife said the other day, she said, oh, did you see there's a, uh, she was flicking through things on Netflix and she says, oh, there's a documentary on flat earthers. I go, oh, that <laughs> sounds interesting. And she goes, really? You find that interesting? I go, yeah. And she goes, why? She goes, you, you know, you watch uh, This Strange Rock. With, I don't know if you've seen that show with mm -hmm. Will Smith. He narrates it and it's eight astronauts talking about the planet. It's pretty, it's a beautifully shot show. And, I, and she goes, do you think the planet's flat? I said, no. It's not about whether I think the planet's flat. I'm just really interested to know how people have those ideas. Yeah. I'm fascinated by way, the way people think. And, and that allows me to have a, a way of seeing people differently and not just writing it off. And I think that maybe not to the same degree as me, but in some ways, I think most of us are like that. We want to understand this. The premise behind this show is like, let's understand this. And, I just wish we could, how, let's ask, I'm going to ask you, you're the marketing guy, you're the political guy. How do we do that? How do we do that, Philip? How do we bring that? I mean, obviously I'm trying to do it with a show, but how do we bring that to the surface to say, hold on a second. We're not as different as they tell us we are. And we're not as in disagreement as they say we are. First of all, I have a 18 year old dog that is now, for some reason decided to start barking in another room. If you, if this is too much, I can go move her, uh, if you can hear it. Um, can't hear it all. Oh, great, okay, good. So let me go back to, your, to answer your question. Um, I believe that part also of the problem is this, mm -hmm. <laughs> that we live in a world where everybody is on their phone and we have disengaged in real conversations and relationships. Uh, Dove, when I was uh, a young kid and, and being rejected all the time, uh, I would actually like go and hang out with a girl. Um, I would pick up the phone when I was 12 years old and just talk to a girl for an hour. Uh, and boy, did that make me feel like a million dollars. We're not building relationships. Our kids aren't building relationships. They aren't talking to people. They are not having uh, any, like the things that we know evolutionary wise that we have to do, we aren't doing anymore. As a marketer, my whole, my whole purpose is to build relationships with customers and the companies that buy into their products or services. Mm -hmm. and so what I'm, what I would tell you is and I, again, I wrote about this recently. I said the next big market crash was social media. And I believe that 
one of the things I've had to do in my evolution is I had to put my phone down because if I'm sitting there on my phone and my child is having dinner or my wife is at the end of the day trying to, you know, looking at me, even if she's doing the dishes and I've got my head buried in my phone, it makes her feel unwanted. Mm -hmm. There are people running around this world right now feeling unwanted everywhere from the time they're born now to their 70s and 80s. Trust me. Uh, I know people in their 70s and 80s who are more addicted to social media than than teenagers. And and so my point is, is that we've forgotten how to just have conversations like what we're having right now. We, we've we've forgotten how to build relationships. We've forgotten how what a give and take that is. We've we've lost that art when everything's in a soundbite, mm-hmm. when everything has no context. Right. You can you and I have different political views, but I guarantee you, if you and I spend another two hours talking about our different political views, we probably found out we're close, if not totally aligned on about 80 percent of the things. I would and I would tell you that that's probably how the world is right now or the American politics is. Mm-hmm. But I keep going back to my conspiracy theory. I, I think everybody's responsible for their own actions. So don't get me wrong. But I think the media complex is trying to divide us. They make money on dividing us. They make money on scaring you. They make money on all the things that are bad in this world. And then that, then the politician goes, well, I got to get my message out. So I have to go to the place that's using it for division and scare, scare, scare people and fear. And then the other politician, the other side has to run and do theirs. And then all of a sudden you get a return on investment because a certain number of people run to you because they feel safe and certain. And a certain number of people run to the other politician because they feel safe and certain. And right now it's the media and it's the social media platforms that are doing all of this to us. And as soon as we, as my wife said, there's, we are in an evolutionary moment in time. We are evolving to be more conscious. We're evolving. And part of that is we are hitting that pain point where I think we're going to evolve into something else. We're going to be more conscious. People are walking around and they're sleepwalking through life. And I believe that is why we have the divisions. And I believe that is why we can't build relationships. They are sleepwalking with their phone in front of their face and they're not digging deep to see how they need to contribute to this world and to this society. I'm raising my hand right now because I was one of those people for 40 years I did this. And all I can do now is live a life of purpose and try to find meaning and genuine relationships. It's funny. I, I have more friends that are liberal politically than I do conservative. I don't judge them by their politics, but unfortunately the media has created this world that you must pick a side and people fell for it. And people need to take back the power of their own life. They need to have conversations and presence. They need to put their damn phone down and have presence and spend time and look people in the eye and not think about, well, what's going on on social media? And they need to turn the damn news off. About two years ago, I turned the news off. I don't, I've not watched the news in two years. You can watch Tucker Carlson. I'm going to tell you this. This is my plea to you turn it off it doesn't work i'm not this is you but i'm working through you right now with other people like 
totally it, it, it all it does is create angst and division and i understand you're probably more evolved than 99 percent of people out there so you can watch it and discern the parts that are interesting and make sense and process maybe i need to think about that but you're a rare person in this world most people trust me on this i know plenty of people who watch fox news every morning they wake up and then they call me and go can you believe what x uh what politicians do on this day and i say i don't care turn it off right. it doesn't matter right. it doesn't matter uh james altucher is a friend of mine who has a great podcast we've talked to him before he says he doesn't watch the news read a newspaper he just reads books and I go, that's a beautiful thing. I'm not there yet. I don't watch TV. I don't watch that stuff. But I read the Washington Post. I'm a glutton for punishment. I read it every day. And I, you know, I, I get so mad sometimes because it's so biased for me. Eventually, I swear to you, I'm going to move off that model. And I'm just going to read books and feed my brain with knowledge. Uh, that's going to make me be a better person. And I, and I implore people to do that. And I think that's how we fix this thing, is that people take back control of their lives. They take back control the way they want to interact with people, treat people, have relationships with people, and they're not going to let the media dictate the terms anymore. Social media and traditional media. You know, it, it's really interesting what you say, and I actually really love it. Um, so much to unpack in there. Uh, what I will tell you is um, uh, for the 90s, most of the 90s for 10 years i did not watch any news <laughs> really oh absolutely 10 years no news and people would talk to me and they'd say how are you so informed then yeah. right because the news is not going to give me the information i need um i i i would read independent journalists not in newspapers but independent journalists and i had ways of getting to those people and they gave me a lot of information that was not going out into the world and i had them as friends and connections and i read that stuff i read and still read tons and tons and tons of books um uh, i'm yeah. i don't know many people who read as much as i do um i'm very you know I, so i get it and now yeah. and that 10 years away has given me what you talked about it's given me the objectivity yeah that i can look at the thing and go oh yeah okay and, and really, uh, like my wife says, there's some of the things she can't watch because it plays with it. I'm like, it sure. doesn't get on me at all. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Like, I don't get attached to it because I can see the manipulation of it. So I think you're absolutely right. And then the other thing to unpack in that is that, you know, you talked about that the issue is that we're not having the relationships. And I, I am a full believer based on, you know, going back to the earlier part of our conversation is that human beings are motivated by pain and that our evolution is based in pain. And if you look at anything in nature, we can learn anything we need to learn from nature. There is a painful break and then there is an evolution. There's always a painful break before there's an evolution. The, the butterfly must break out of the catalyst to become the, the, uh, to, as a, the, 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 the caterpillar must melt inside uh, uh, and then the butterfly must break out it's yeah. a painful process birth is a painful process right 
So everything in our lives is based in the pain of breaking through. But as you said, we want certainty. And the other word for certainty is comfort. And when we want comfort, we don't evolve. And so I often look around, and I've said this to my wife, when Trump was, um, when Trump was elected, you know, people cried. And my wife said to me, you know, what do you think about this? And I said, I think he'd be a terrible president. That's my opinion. And she said, but how do you feel about it? And I said, I think it's good. And she's like, what? You think it'd be a terrible president? You think it's good? And I said, yeah. I said, number one, because whatever he is, I really actually hope he's a great president. And I hope I'm wrong. So that's number one. Number two, I think that um, he will turn stuff on its ass and that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's got, and whatever happens, it's going to cause an enormous amount of pain that will make people wake up. We need pain. The first day of his, uh, of, of his of being a president, more women marched on Washington than they'd ever unified before. That's a pain point that made people come together. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, to me, it actually doesn't matter. It's the understanding that it is pain that creates us to evolve. And these things are doing the same thing. I think that is that obsession with them that is going to push us the other way. Because we got it those is, so yeah. we could stay connected. Right. And, it's, and, and the mind works in polarity. So we weren't connected enough. We've got cell phones. We get all these ways of the internet to connect. Fantastic. Now right. we're on the other side of that. hundred percent. That. That's right. And, and it's got, and it's, and people go, well, that's polarity. No, it's not polarity. It's a horizon because right. it, it circles. So it's pulling us back. And I believe, and I talked about this for years cause I've been on my journey for a very long time that I believe that we are on the brink of a transformational moment in yeah. our consciousness yes. where people are, like I saw, I was there in the 1970s. I saw the birth of the quote, new age. Mm-hmm. I com- completely remember people talking about new age. I came to the, U- uh, to the United, uh, to the US in the eighties. And I saw Christian churches disappear and become new age churches, which were non-denominational. Yeah. Try to find one now, you can't. It's a polarity. Right. But that polarity has to happen for us to find the middle. And I think that that's where we're about to, I believe, that's why I'm positive about it. That's why I think we're, we actually need the division to say, bullshit, I've had enough. Let, let me reach across the aisle, whether that's literally or figuratively, and say, this guy helped Trump to get elected. I want to get to know him. And I, I feel like you and I are becoming friends. Absolutely. Through our conversations. Yeah. Genuinely friends. I feel like if I'm, I'm in Florida, I'm going to call you. We're going to go and have a good tequila together because it's a little drink and it's not I can I can have drinking. brown tequila, actually, on my right. diet. So I'm in. Me so, too. Anejos are yeah, good. I, I'm the same thing. Anejo tequila is the same thing for me because I'm on the same <laughs> program you are. So, you know, that that's okay. I think that that's the evolution that we're in. Yeah. That's the brink. That's the moment we've got to get to. But my only concern is is you know it's like with technology there are those at the leading bleeding edge and it takes a long time for the rest of the people to get on board and i i i wonder i wonder what it will take for that i i i'm hopeful that it would be in my lifetime but i'm not terribly optimistic about it 
Yeah, I, I man, it's so weird. Uh, my wife and I talk about this all the time. The, exactly what you're saying. We are in an, an, in a conscious evolution right now, and uh, we're evolving. And all evolvement takes time. It's not a. It's, I, you know, I liken it to. I wish it could all be like a Hurricane Katrina which blew up the city of New Orleans, and then it was a reborn city. It is a yes. reborn city in, in an instant, right? Yeah. Over a three-year period, it was completely it decimated. Catastrophic. I believe one of two things are going to happen. Either something catastrophic will happen that brings our consciousness to the forefront of the world very quickly, but only a catastrophe can cause that, yeah. or it's going to evolve over the next 50 to 100 years. Right. Yeah. And I, that's why the, when people ask me, what kind of work do you do in leadership? And it's always difficult for me to explain, but, but I say it's transcendent leadership. Mm -hmm. and people go, what do you mean? Well, it's how to actualize the leader because, and the reason I, I used to work with the public and I don't anymore is because I understand I work with the leader because the leader impacts the company and, and we live right. in a commercial world. So right. the leader can impact a company which can impact the world. Uh, or it can do the other side, it can go dark, right. but it can also go very good, right? I mean, right. and I think that I, I still believe that the world is the reason I went into this direction. I think that the world can be changed by business. I don't yeah. think we should throw the billionaires in jail. No. I think we should throw crooked billionaires in jail, but <laughs> then we should also throw other crooked people in jail. It's got nothing That's to right. do with income, but really what is driving us. And I think that that level of impact that we can have when we have power, when we run a, a newspaper or we run a company or we, you know, we are in the marketing world, we have a responsibility because we are people of impact. Yeah. And, 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 to be that that transcendent leader who's saying let me help you evolve to the next place whatever that is for you not better right. or worse but That's right. whatever it is for you to help you to see the world a little closer i think that that's a very important message for all of us yeah amen Mate, this has been as expected an extraordinary conversation i have loved it there is a million other things I wanted to talk about, like, you know, things that we just didn't even get to. And that is completely okay. And I just loved our conversation. Thanks, man. I, um, always, I always like talking with you. I, I really think that this is what gives me hope for the world. Uh, that there are people like you out there that, I mean, you know, I can't have these conversations with 95% of people. It's why I love going to business conferences and entrepreneurial groups and things like that, because they're always seeking. And I love to be around people that seek. Doesn't mean we always seek the right thing, but we're on a path to seek the right thing. And I feel that uh, with you, and it is such an honor to share my story. Hopefully it helps somebody. If it didn't, that's okay too. But um, I really appreciate the opportunity. And, and I just appreciate you, Dov. I really do. Thank you. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. It's been, like I said, it's been a pure joy. I do want to do the respectful thing and make sure that uh, anybody who's listening can find out more about you and your company and what you do. So please 
tell everybody where they can get a hold of you or, and tap into the resources? Yeah, the, the, resources. The, uh, there are too many different things that I got going on. So the easiest one is just go to my, and it'll, I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes, but it's philipstutz.com. Uh, you can, uh, I write about marketing, um, and how I see it through a political lens. You can sign up there for that. And you can also reach out to me on that platform and I get it directly. Yeah. And, uh, and there's some really great insightful, I did read the piece you did, uh, um, about, about the, uh, what, what did you call them? The woke, you called them the yeah, woke uh, something. Yeah. The, the, the cancel culture woke idiots i don't know so I, I, <laughs> something I, like that yeah i read it i really liked it yeah, uh, thank you so yeah so um and you know uh there's like i said uh, uh philip is on all kinds of other podcasts you go search him out um his book tell us the name of the book again yeah fire them now the seven market uh, the seven lives digital marketer sell and the truth about political strategies that help businesses yeah. win uh, it's it's good stuff it really is thank and you so again thank you so much philip i really appreciate it my best and gratitude to you and to your family and until next time that we get to chat and to you dear listener dear viewer remember stay curious my friends stay curious this time stay curious about the people who are on the other side of the aisle who are not actually on the other side of the aisle Stay curious about how you've been manipulated to believe that there are people who disagree with you and would never want to talk with you, who might be your next best friend. Till next time, this is Doug Barron. Stay curious, my friend. Stay curious. Mm -hmm.